This is Chris Hughes with the Christian Perspective Podcast with Chris Hughes, where we encourage our listeners to engage the culture with Jesus Christ. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. So enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are excited about this week. We are we're wrapping up our pillar series on the enemy's toolbox, the, enemy, the tools of the enemy, Satan's palette, you know, whatever we've decided to call it this week, they all apply. And, and not that we're out of tools because we still didn't touch on envy. We didn't touch on several others. Uh, but we just said, okay, it's time to be done. <laughs> we meaning Sam. Uh, yeah. I. You had some seconds, but it was... It was Sam. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was going to be <laughs> yeah, done with yeah. the topic. And so this week we're going to be talking about uh, the, the other partners in the unholy trinity. You have Satan, which we've been talking about him, but he has two other partners in that, which will come back. I'm going to make you just kind of wonder what that is. Because first, Rodney's going to kind of give us a breakdown of all the things we've covered. And we've covered a few here. So we started with unforgiveness. We got into agreements, got into busyness condemnation, the orphan spirit, shame, pride and ego, and then iniqu- iniquity. iniquity. Let's say that, make sure we say that one right, because last week we had fun with that. We did. <laughs> and now we're on to... Oh, we have a topic for tonight? We do. We have the unholy trinity, uh, is what we're going to call this topic. And so you have you have Satan, you have the world, you know, um, which we'll talk about that and describe that. If you, if you watch any of the news, you don't have, a, have to have a whole lot to describe to you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's obvious the world is not, you know, uh, the greatest of places, you know, to uh, get your character and stuff from. Um, but we'll go in also to the third uh, part of it, which is the old self. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, kind of break those down and how they kind of play as the, uh, you know, a, a three-piece orchestra, you know, against you at all times. But first, Andy, we have a guest with us this week, don't we? We do. We do. So uh, we have um, Joe Kinzel. He's a good friend of mine from, we were counting it up about 20, 20, 25 years ago that used to go to church with me here in this area, and he moved back to Ohio. We'll let him say if he's a good friend or not. <laughs> well, well, I think I, it's because he's been living away from here. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, yeah, we would probably be enemies if you were still down here, I guess. But uh, he came to visit me in the mountains, and we've had an absolute blast the last two and a half days. Of uh, We've been all over the place, haven't we, Joe? We have. What's your favorite ice cream now, Joe? Oh, toasted coconut. You got it. Oh, you got it. So. <laughs> So going on on that, uh, those lines a little bit more, Joe's the one that got us connected with IO Ministry. Shout out to the Ohio guys. It's uh, great to uh, have you all listening to us reg- on a regular basis. But Joe's the one that invited me up to go to a boot camp with him, and you know we've we've connected with those guys. So um, I think Joe's going to talk now a little bit about uh, the boot camps they got coming up in Ohio. Yeah, sure. So you could find us at Facebook at uh, Wild at Heart Ohio. 
and uh, we have an advanced camp coming up September 8th through 11th and a basic October 27th through the 30th. And the camp's located in Hocking Hills region of Ohio, which is about 45 minutes southeast of Columbus, so not too far yeah. from North Carolina. And it's a wonderful place, huge lodge, just beautiful, rolling hills. Yep. Oh, Bob told us all about the hot tub. He was all about the hot tub. You know, he kept rubbing in the hot tub. Yeah. He must have said hot tub like five times. Yep. Yeah. Great fireplaces, outside fireplaces, too. It's, it's a really cool place. Yeah, and if you're going to that advanced camp, uh, some of us will some be there. Some of us will be there, yeah. Yep. Uh, at least three of the team are going to go and, and be able to make the trip up there. And Joe. And Joe will be there, and uh, Bob will Bob, be there. Yeah, yep. yeah, and so some of the people you've heard on the air, you can yep. go and go, wow, I was excited about meeting these people. <laughs> <laughs> these, but, uh, these, all these radio faces, right? <laughs> yeah, we're in radio for a reason, just saying. But uh, Joe, thank you for being with us today, and uh, we hope that uh, we get to know you a little bit better when we're up there. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go on to the, the, uh, the, the first clip, but before I do... Who wants to take a shot at describing the other two players in the Unholy Trinity? Anyone want to take a shot at either the, the world or uh, the old self or the old man? And we are not talking about Harold. We keep joking with him that, that we're not talking about him. But uh, anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Well, okay. the, the, the world to me is just a, the mindset that goes against Christ. It's, yeah. it's, it really comes from the enemy. He's the in, inspiration for that. But it's that mentality that we can, again, I, I'm saying it quite regularly, we can get life outside of God. God's authority means nothing. We're going to do it our own way. We have a better way. The, you know, the Babylonian spirit, if you want to say that, I just everything counter to what God wants. I didn't know you had another word other than orphan spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure it was going to get thrown in there somewhere. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll be. Ta- I'm sure we're going to be talking about that later. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm sure we'll probably touch on it. The uh, one of you guys want to uh, before we? Yeah, we get the uh, the old old self. Did anyone? Wayne, you want to take? Yeah, a shot I'll out? take the old All man. Right. Yeah, it's, it seems to be a battle that I'm I've been fighting lately too. So, uh, yeah, the old man is you know it's it's the self uh, that we took identity in before Christ. Um, it's it's the thing that we look to for for comfort for for safety for you know the the lies and the things that we've accepted you know from whenever uh, but it, it's the it's it's the part of us that fights against the things of god you know he mm-hmm. he said that you know don't you know your flesh is at war with with the things of god you know even paul talked about you know woe is the wretched man that i am you know that the flesh is constantly battling um you know against us uh and Paul, you know, like I said, Paul dealt with it. All the disciples dealt with it. Um, uh, it, it. It rears its ugly head up from time to time. You know, Paul said that you know, the things that I don't want to do, those are the things I do, and the things I do want to do, they're the things I don't. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah, I, I think if you're being honest with yourself out there listening, including the people in the room, we all battle it. All have battled it, get victory over parts of it, but there's still more that we battle against. You know, as we go along the way, yeah. My church growing up had a lot of really good things about it. Uh, one of the things that they didn't do very well, and I don't know of any churches that do. You, you might, because very few of us go to church together. Uh, we get a lot of different denominations, actually. Um, is that right word? Yeah, that's the right word. Uh, but yeah, they were good at getting you to accept Christ, but then there was no follow up. There wasn't anything about the old old flesh that you're going to battle. So first time that I failed, I thought, oh, I've given up my Christianity. Hmm. 
Right? There was no conversation about warfare. There was nothing. It was almost like you need to have a new Christian class that you, you throw people in and say, oh, you know, now the target's on your back. Let's really talk about it. Well, yeah, what's the first thing that, that people say whenever you walk into a church and, hey, how are you doing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, no, most people who walk in and through those doors aren't fine. They're not good. Absolutely. Uh, Danny, did you have a scripture you want to tell us about? You'd have to grab Andy's mic. He's not yeah. giving it up. I have to take his mic away from him so he yeah. won't say the orphan spirit. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> He's contemplating it. In Ephesians 4 is what we were talking about earlier, and it said that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you may put on the new man, which is after God, is created in righteousness and true holiness, and the, the contrast of the old and the new. So, Absolutely. Now you have the first clip, since, since you have the mic, you want to go ahead and say I made up. the first clip again. That's celebration right there. Yeah, you should play the lottery. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tonight. No, <laughs> the uh, clip is from the movie The Shack, and it's an interchange between the the figurehead God, the figurehead Father, and he's pushing Mac into adopting forgiveness, and because Mac has had a lot of trauma in his life, and you know he's asking him to forgive the guy who killed his daughter, and and which would be astronomical to me. But he's pushing him in that direction because the old man wants to hold on to um, unforgiveness and and hold on to those things that just suck the life out of you. But God is pushing him in another direction. So we can play the clip and talk about it. Mac, the pain inside is devouring you, robbing you of joy and crippling your capacity to love. I can't. You're not stuck because you can't. You're stuck because you won't. You don't have to do this alone. I'm here with you. I don't know how. Just say it out loud. I forgive you. Kenzie, you're such a joy. I'm still angry. Of course you are. No one lets go all at once. You might have to do it a a thousand times before it gets any easier. But it will. Let's go. You know, that's the reason I think we call them disciplines, is because... You have to practice these things over and over again. And, you know, I love what Mackenzie says is that I'm still angry. And so often in my own life, all the unforgiveness and the the trauma and the wounds that we talk about and, and the anger and the bitterness that come with them directed at somebody or some organization or something. And when I was pushed into a position where I had to let go of some of it, it's when I found freedom. But there are times when I'm still angry. There are times when things still upset me, but it doesn't mean that there's perfection, but it does mean that there is freedom in what God is saying. Put on the new man. I've given you a whole new life, a whole new way of living. And so that's what that meant to me was, you know, because so often 
the old self does rise up and I want to hold on to something. I want to be angry and I just want to just do away with somebody, so to speak, not literally. Well, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. but that's the, that's to me, the old self and, and, you know, the world screams at us all the time, you know, you deserve this and it has to be your way. And that's not the God way. Now, as you're playing this clip before the show, there's a thought that I'll get to here in a second, but the word that keeps coming to me is justification. We justify our anger. We justify, you know, and the more deeply we've been hurt, obviously the harder it is to forgive. You know, I think back at the times when I um, wasn't sure whether my marriage was going to make it or not, and it ultimately didn't. Um, God was calling on me to forgive. And I would do it, and then I would feel this need to feel justified for my hurt, and I would pull it back. You know, and it was just this repeated cycle of stepping back into that place of unforgiveness. And so I really enjoyed, not enjoyed, I liked in that clip when we talked about you may have to do it a thousand times, and maybe 5,000 times before you get there. Well, I, I got challenged one time. They said, well, pray for the person. And you know how hard it is to be mad at somebody and pray for them? And then yeah. I learned David prayed, Lord, break their teeth. And I thought, oh, cool. So, oh, Thank you. We do have a boot camp coming up and an entrenchment. Go to MasculineJourney.org to check those out. One of my favorite things about boot camp, well, the favorite thing about boot camp is every time I go, I encounter God. And as anyone that has encountered God knows, generally speaking, it's nothing we expect real encounter with God out of the blue. He knew what I needed. I knew what I wanted. And those two were rarely the same thing. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. One of the things that's been a true joy to me is having my sons go with me to boot camps and watching them get an understanding that I wished I would have had at their age. It took me several years and I'm still probably learning it a little bit as we go, but watching them get a good foothold into manhood and understanding what's important, what their role is, and how to stay away from the enemy. To receive healing and restoration in the way that you love on others. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. Welcome back to The Masculine Journey, and uh, that was Jason Gray, and we've used that bump in a lot of different times, but that song for me, it's such a simple song in some ways, the way it's written, but it's so deep in so many other ways. And so this part of the the lyrics where he's talking about the mirror, the person he sees in the mirror, you know, not liking that person, remind me of who I am, remind me of the new creation, remind me that I'm not that old self. If you haven't had a chance to ever go watch this video, it's uh, Jason Gray, and it's Remind Me Who I Am. I think it's the name of it, Remind Me. It might be the name of it. But it's uh, it's a very visual uh, song as you watch the video, but it's, man, it's impactful. But it's all about that particular, if you watch the video, it's what the world labels you is what they're they're battling against. You know, um, 
one of them said, you know, I can't remember what all they said, uh, cheated on, uh, left victim, behind, that. victim, you know, all these types of labels that the world gives you. And, and you know, through the video, you know, God comes in. Orphan. And up, orphan. Yeah, yeah. There was no spirit in the backside of that. There <laughs> probably was. I did know that. But, uh, yeah, what, what an amazing song. And, and this one just really kind of struck home for me. Yeah, that's why I p- kind of picked it. Uh, you know, there's lots of times, the closer I get to God, it seems like the more that I got to say, please remind me who I am, because it seems like I, I forget. You know, I, mean, I know who he is more and more, but, man, the world attacks you. Your old flesh attacks you. The enemy attacks you, you know. And then people being influenced by all of those attack you. Right, and it can just wear you down, you know, and, and so a lot of us just need to be reminded. But anyway, Robbie, you have the, the next clip. You want to tell us a little bit about that? And, and it's dealing more with the world, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the next clip is actually from the trailer to the new Elvis movie, which I would not recommend to anyone. My <laughs> wife and I struggled through <laughs> however long it was, two hours and 30 minutes. It was a miserable experience. But to Stu's point, who would, would say that, it makes the point of what the world will do to somebody who's gifted, right? And so here was a guy, and he had an unbelievable anointing to worship. Um, I think you can hear that even in this clip. Yet he was he was taken by a guy who was called the Snowman, which was actually Tom Hanks' character, which is you know Colonel Tom, which didn't turn out to even be a colonel, and certainly had all kinds of his own problems. Maybe like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so unfortunately, what I would like you to listen to at the end of this is, is what happens to somebody as the world sinks into them, and you see this a lot, unfortunately, with stars, is they become somebody, but it's a false somebody. And then what, what Elvis is going to lament is he say, man, I'm about to be 40 and nobody's going to remember me. And in a moment, this, this can all be over. And see, he, he understood what the world was offering. And, and the world's offer is, by the way, or can be over in just a moment. And so you can hear, you know, tragically what happened to Elvis in this. And when we come back, I'll talk about my own story along those lines. Ready to fly. I can't move, I can't sing. Some people want to put me in jail. So where's moving? They might put me in jail for walking across the street, but you're a famous white boy. The way he sings is God given, so there can't be nothing wrong with it. Martin Luther King has been shot to death in Memphis. That's all right for you. Tragedy, but it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. Oh, my Lord, my darling, I've hungered for your touch. Whoever once told me when things are too dangerous to say, sing. And nobody's gonna remember me. I need to get back to who I really am. And who are you, Oz? 
making the most of this thing while I can. This could all be over in a flash. We are the same, you and I. We are two odd, lonely children reaching for eternity. So again, no, no, don't get me wrong. Don't go see this movie. <laughs> but it does make a point that, that is, is difficult. And, you know, you could hear the Tom Hanks cover, um, character luring him in um, at the end there with a picture of eternity. But the thing of it is, it doesn't dis- disappear in a flash. But you can hear that. So to tell my own story along those lines and in that seems like something that may be far away from you, but oh my goodness, once it gets its hooks in you, it's a drug you do not want to mess with. And that would be the idea of the world of fame. And so when I you know, first started the Christian Car Guys show, we had a publicist and um, he asked me to <laughs> when uh, General Motors was going bankrupt if I could solve the problem. And I said, well, I'll give it a shot. And I wrote an article, How to Save General Motors. And Fox News got a hold of that and oh my goodness it was just like here here instant fame happened to me and they they called me up wanted me to fly into new york had me on fox and friends which by the way if you ever want to see that the interview is at christiancarguy.com on the robbie page so as a result of that interview oh my gosh there was this moment where everybody wanted i mean it was like i had over a hundred requests from Fox radio stations across the country to be interviewed. And, um, uh, my Facebook stuff blew up and my email blew up and everything was just going crazy. And, uh, Neil Caputo had contacted us, um, to be on his show to fly back to New York. And Tammy and I got in the car on our way to go back and, and they just pulled over and stopped because they said, Oh, well, Neil Caputo's had a death or something in the family. So they've rescheduled the interview. Well, about, they said, we're going to do it in about a week. So about a week later, almost on the same day, as I recall, we get back in the car. We're going back to the airport to go to New York. And my publicist calls me and says, Robbie, I, I think we know what the problem is. And I said, is there a problem? <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm totally new to all this and just crazy. And he says, well, Neil Cabuto, uh, he, wants to, he wants to interview Robbie Dillmore. He doesn't want to hear anything about the Christian car guy. And I said, whoa, problem. Um, Robbie Dillmore died a f- you know, a few years back. <laughs> so if he doesn't want the Christian car guy, you know, the whole reason I'm doing this is to to promote the ministry and the platform so that, you know, it just doesn't work. Well, as a result of that, it was like somebody turned off the water faucet. And I went from like hero to zero in absolutely zero nanoseconds, right? And all the stuff stopped. Um and I, you know, I'll have to admit, it was like, ooh, that doesn't feel good. I mean, that, and I can, and I can get a sense of what he was experiencing. Only there's people on the other side saying, "Oh, come over here, we've got something for you, and you can have that feeling back," right? But for me, it was it was God saying, "Robbie, here's a taste. Spit that out, because <laughs> that's not good." But I can see what happened to Miley Cyrus or or some other people. You you see what that is. And and it's and it's it's intoxicating as it can be, but oh, it it comes at an unbelievable price. Um, 
and and the world if it's you're looking for facebook likes or maybe you're looking for podcast downloads or whatever it is that you're looking for in the way of recognition of whatever it is that you do that's a taste of it but man oh man um to actually know that god is the one that's giving you that validation and and to know no matter what it will never be over in a flash yeah and in the world uh, as you articulated very well once you don't agree with the world, they turn their back on you. Oh, baby. Right. And so if you do agree and you keep going with them, then he starts to pull out the pride and all the <laughs> other stuff, right, to go along with it and starts to create this uh, chef salad, so to speak. <laughs> oh, uh, I like that. Yeah. Satan chef salad. Satan chef salad. Uh, yummy, yeah. yummy. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> yeah. We, Wayne, I think your clip's about a minute. We got about three minutes left. Do you think you could do that? Sure. I can throw it in there real quick. Okay. This is... Um, from the movie Doctor Strange, I found the uh, clip first time I saw it was um, when I was reading and, and searching out the Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, but this is at a point where Doctor Strange and uh, the Guru um, are kind of in the spiritual realm, and um, she's 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 laying it out for him. She's she's telling him, "Hey, this is this is where you're really at. You have to return to your body now. You don't have time. Time is relative. Your body hasn't even hit the floor yet." I've spent so many years peering through time, looking at this exact moment, but I can't see past it. I've prevented countless terrible futures, and after each one there's always another, and they all lead here, but never further. You think this is where you die? You wonder what I see in your future? No. Yes? I never saw your future only its possibilities. You have such a capacity for goodness. You always excelled, but not because you crave success, but because of your fear of failure. That's what made me a great doctor. It's precisely what kept you from greatness. Arrogance and fear still keep you from learning the simplest and most significant lesson of all. Which is? It's not about you. And there you go. I mean, it's, it's not about us. It's about those in front of us and, and around us and, and loving them and, and, and being the face of Jesus to them. And what the enemy does is, you know, he'll use the fear of the things from our lives and, the, and the, um, in my own life, you know, the fear of being a failure. Um, you know, everything I've done up till this point, you know, I've been great at. And, and recently, the enemy has used that to, to kind of pull me back into that world. So. Yeah, it, uh, we're going to talk more about your story when we come back in the after hours, if you're willing to share. Sure. And, uh, but I want to make sure that we're clear on one thing. Yes, a lot of your story is about you, and it's about you and God, right? We're not talking about diminishment, which we talked about in one of the uh, tools of the enemy, right? But the world doesn't revolve around you, is what Wayne was saying. And, and, and the world wants to tell you it does. The enemy wants to tell you and sometimes that it does, and then sometimes you're insignificant. He's, you know, kind of bipolar that way. And then you, you have, a, of course, the, the, the flesh that wants to think it's all about you. We'll talk with you next week. This is The Truth Network.